Hello, strong, feisty women. Some of you may recognize my voice. I'm Celine Yeager, host of the Hit Play Not Pause podcast. Throughout my career as a professional health and fitness writer and now a podcaster, I hear countless questions from women who are trying to understand how their ever-changing hormones impact their sports performance. So we decided to serve up some answers in a brand new series called Hormonal that we will be releasing on the Feisty Women's Performance Podcast feed. Throughout this four-part series, reproductive endocrinologist Dr. Carla DiGirolamo and I will be tackling topics like periods, the pill, pregnancy, and conditions like PCOS, all from the perspective of sports performance. If you aren't already, follow the Feisty Women's Performance Podcast and stay tuned for our first episode releasing on April 15th. Also, have questions you want answered? Send us a voice note at speakpipe.com slash hormonal and we'll get it answered on the show. You are listening to the Girls Gone Gravel podcast, a podcast for women who are chasing epic and everyday adventures on their bikes. We are a production of Live Feisty Media and hosted by Christy Moan and Katherine Taylor. Hey friends, I'm live in Kansas, sitting right beside Christy Moan. I can't believe it. I know. This is like a first. I know. It was kind of fun yesterday because we were um, on Instagram all day, like saying, where's Christy? Because we couldn't find you. Because we couldn't find you yesterday all day because you were busy. I was running around. Yeah. I was moving from place to place. I I was actually trying to avoid you, but it didn't work. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, You were avoiding. That's what makes me a little sad. I wasn't avoiding you. The, the saddest part is that when I saw you, I made a video sneaking up behind you to surprise you and then realized I didn't hit record. Yeah. <laughs> it was a really good try, though. I really appreciated that try. It was a college effort. Um, yeah. So, and, and some people have asked Claire, because she's been helping me do live coverage, if she's replacing you, but she's not. I'm pretty sure she could kick my butt, so if she wanted it, she could probably take it. <laughs> um, it's really fun to be in Emporia, Kansas. You were right. It's a small town. Yes, it's small, um, but it's also very friendly. At least I'm Very friendly. friendly. I'm hoping everybody's finding it to be very friendly. So, Yeah. Um, I, one of the things I love that I didn't expect is the brands taking over all the like, places of business. Like We went and got a drink yesterday, and we got some chamois butter out of it. Yeah. That uh, guerrilla marketing started a couple years ago. Um, I got to give credit to Steve Driscoll. He took over Casa Ramos for IRC tires, and it was a hit, and everybody's like, oh, that's a good idea. Yeah, so like pretty much every business has some kind of brand sponsoring it, and you go in, and it's all decked out, and it's really fun. Well, I mean, that it's again, it's another way that the economic impact is is here because those businesses are, you know, those companies are paying those businesses to be present, and, you know, it's, it's a good economic driver. Yeah. Okay. Well, it's not just the two of us in this live conference room in glorious air conditioning in Emporia, Kansas. Uh, we have some guests with us. Yeah. You assembled a fine crew here. So, <laughs> yeah. We were going to do this, to be fair, live on the stage. And then it's hot as the Where's surface the of the sun <laughs> outside. And you knew of a conference room that we could find. Yeah. So, and that, I mean, the stage was also like in the sun. So it was not only hot, but the stage was in the sun. So, yeah. yeah. And we're not racing tomorrow, but all of these women 
are racing tomorrow. So we wanted to, yeah. we needed to get them in air conditioning and off their feet. I agree. Good move. Um, all right. Well, we have with us Joanna Prescott from Rochester, New York. Caroline Worrell. Worrell? From Gainesville, Florida, who says it is not hot here. <laughs> and then Pat Spencer from Somerset, New Jersey. And we may be joined by one more. She was finishing up the 50-mile ride, so we'll see if she sneaks in. We won't introduce her quite yet. But I'm going to pass the microphone around, and why don't you all tell us a little bit about what brought you here to Unbound Gravel. Hi, uh, I'm Joanna Prescott from Rochester, New York, and I actually won an entry via her summit put on by Lifetime. And um, I figured if I'm driving all the way from New York, I might as well do the 100 and, and really go crazy. <laughs> Um, this is Caroline Worrell. Uh, I guess I decided to do this. I heard about it and it sounded really, really hard and I'm always game for doing something that's really hard. So um, I actually had applied for last year and got deferred to this year. So, um, so it's now been about two years in the making. So. <laughs> Hi, and I'm Pat Spencer from Somerset, New Jersey. And what brought me here is just I've been transitioning from being uh, doing triathlon into wanting to do more cycling. And I got I entered the lottery and somehow got in, not really sure how, but so here I am. And kind of like Caroline, I also like doing things that are hard. And so, but I'm only doing the 100. I'm not doing the two. Okay, you're right. I'm sorry. Not only. I am I'm doing the 100. And you can make it really <laughs> I can't. I might do it backwards on my head or something. We'll see. <laughs> I have a question. <laughs> do you remember how our podcasts work? I ask a question, then you ask me a question. <laughs> Claire, Claire, would you like to come in and be the podcast ghost? <laughs> I looked. I looked so surprised. I was like, "Oh, I have a question." Um, I have so many questions. Okay, so let me start. I know I'm going to talk with them, but I'm looking at you right now. It's, I'm tired. I know. It's, we're, we're throwing off our game. Anyway, no. Um, I would like to know um, where you guys turn to uh, to find advice on how to start tackling these longer distance rides on gravel. So um, in Rochester, there are group rides pretty much every single night with different levels and abilities, and there are a ton of riders who come out. We've got some cyclocross champions out there. We've got some long-distance riders. We've got some people who just enjoy a canal coffee ride, and every single one of them has thrown me advice to get out here. It's been absolutely wonderful. I've had people offer to loan me wheels and, you know, check my bike over before I left. It's just been really, really nice. Uh, this is Caroline. I actually um, live in the home of the gravel cyclist, so I got all the inside detail from him. Oh yeah, he's been um, he has been so helpful, and same thing with the tires and suggestions and stuff like that. So that's that's been really super helpful for me. And um, yeah, I I but you know I think that that's really what drove me into it is meeting him and and I'd been on the road before that and he said yeah you should come try this it's really fun I think you'll really like it and where I got advice from uh actually I didn't I'm kind of winging it <laughs> um 
like most people in 2021, I turn a lot to YouTube. <laughs> so I've seen an awful lot of YouTube videos. Um, I do have friends uh, that I used to race with. Um, most of them are road cyclists. Uh, but we do have a fair amount of gravel where we live, so I've just kind of been out figuring things out. So I guess YouTube and figuring stuff out on my own would be kind of where I got advice. Specifically for you, Pat, because we actually just interviewed uh, Vic Brumfeld, who is uh, the, the chief of staff for USA Triathlon. She's on, on our live coverage. And we were just talking about why are so many triathletes getting into gravel? So what, you know, what brought you over and what kind of what do you see different in the community? I'm going to start with the second question of what do I see different in the community first? Um, I actually see the gravel community is a bit more laid back. Uh, triathletes, we tend to be high strung possibly uh, my, my my wife is looking at me like you have no idea um, <laughs> um so i do see a bit more laid backness um my, my triathlete friends we do like to go out for a beer or two after a race but you don't see like walking around here in emporia there's you know the the, the beer trucks and you don't really see that when you go to like ironman races um so i like the the, the more laid back the the real community the you know, triathlon does have, you know, uh, let me lift you up. And, you know, I, all of us was new at some point, and I, I certainly was. And I have a good group of triathlete friends that really helped me learn that. Um, but I am finding that gravel just, I mean, I did the shakeout ride this morning at 8, and I, everybody is talking to everybody and dropping advice, and it was really quite nice. Um, again, triathletes are also nice. I just, <laughs> I don't want to get out that I said triathletes are mean because they're not. Um, but just the, the high strungness of, of triathletes, I, it's a little different here. Um, and then what transitioned me from triathlon to gravel it's actually kind of a long story, which I won't get too much into. Uh, but essentially, I was doing, um, I started off doing sprints um, back in 2007. I was really overweight um, and did some sprint triathlons, came in, I mean, dead last. Like, they were cleaning, the banner was down, um, the food was gone. I'm like, I'm here! Um, <laughs> and I, I started there and then, you know, transitioned from doing sprints to Olympics to halves to full Ironman. And in 2016, I was training for Ironman Mont Tremblant and just went um, too hard and ended up get overtraining and wasn't able to race. I, I didn't finish that race. And this is really, to, tomorrow is going to be my first foray back into endurance racing. Um, I did a sprint race like two years ago. I did an Olympic race two years ago um, in triathlon. And I just find that biking is better because I don't go too hard, too fast. and It's only one sport. <laughs> so... Yeah, and that gravel does kind of slow you down when you hit the chunky stuff or the, yeah. all the stuff <laughs> that slows you down. Um, have, have you, Caroline, you've been to Unbound before, right? No. You haven't. So how are you finding the community here? Oh, it's been really fabulous. Everybody has been so friendly and so nice. We went to the brewery Radius, Radius yesterday for dinner. It took a long time, but it was so delicious, and everybody there was super nice. I mean, like, really, it's... It's just been it's just been great. And now coming from Gainesville, that is also very similar there. It's a really it's a smaller town, so people I don't know you just know everybody and and just people are seem to be more friendly certainly than they were in Maryland. And again, not that people are unfriendly in Maryland, but just um, but it tends to be a little friendlier as you're getting in this more tight knit community. And I love the fact that everything that the race has done for the town. I mean, I've listened to all the stories and the podcasts about you know, all the, the 
the businesses is rejuvenated and you know and and watching the the virtual stuff last year and how you know it was really sad to to see people they were obviously just heartbroken that the race wasn't happening who lived here so so it's really exciting to be here and to see it looks like it did in the videos. I also spend a lot of time on YouTube. <laughs> it looks like it did in the videos back from two years ago. So I don't feel like we're missing out on anything just because we're wearing masks inside or things like that. So um, I met Joanna this morning on the group ride right at the very end. Um, so what did you think of the gravel when you went out there today? It's chunky. It's um, it's a lot. I mean, you see it in the YouTube videos. I watch YouTube as well. And I also, I met Pat on the group ride also. Um, great time. It's, uh, it's not anything I've ever experienced before. Um, it's very similar to a construction zone that I have to kind of dodge through on my uh, commute, which I joked about it saying, oh, this is our training. Haha, <laughs> this little 50 meters here. Well, Turns out it's 100 miles of that, basically. <laughs> but, you know, we'll, we'll get through it. <laughs> what do you guys, um, like, what are you most looking forward to when you're out there tomorrow? Um, first of all, I'm looking forward to finishing. Uh, I've, you know, my goal is to make that checkpoint and then uh, carry on from there. Um, I'm, I'm first of all thrilled to be here to make it here and meet a whole bunch of people. Um, I want to finish and I want to feel good and want to come back next year, maybe for the 200. I'll let you know if it's a good idea. Please <laughs> <We> do. <laughs> um, I guess I'm looking forward to. I came here with a, a friend who is from Gainesville. He and I had signed up um, for again two years ago, and so and he this was a bucket list for him. So when I signed up, I'm like, I want somebody to come with me. And he's just like, all right, sounds good. So we, got in the, we both got in on the lottery and then switched to this year. Um, so I'm looking forward to being out there and, and having a good time riding with him. One of the things I've found, I actually do ultra racing on the road, is when you ride with other people for like 12 hours or 18 hours or whatever, you get to know the inside of their soul. <laughs> and that's a really actually amazing thing to come out with. I also can't wait to meet people. Um, this is, I did the um, Moultrie Militia, which was in Charleston, this part of the Swamp Fox in March. And same sort of thing. I met so many people out there who were just happy to chit chat and you know make your day a little faster. So, and some people who really helped me out at the end when I thought I wasn't gonna finish. So that also was really amazing. And I'm going to echo a lot of what they said. Uh, I'm looking forward to kind of meeting the people, uh, to being part of this community. Uh, you know, just on the little shakeout ride, you know, it took less than two hours, and I, you know, I met Joanna, I, I met Mike, who who works at the Citadel in Charleston. I met, you know, just several people on that just that two-hour, you know, chunk of time. Um, so I'm looking forward to that. I'm also just looking forward to challenging myself. I'm looking forward to seeing a new part of the country that I've never been to before. Um, I'm looking forward to being out in the sun. I'm looking forward just to everything. I just, I'm very excited for tomorrow and then to, to just see how far I can go and see how good it can feel. Yeah, I, uh, 
I love hearing from y'all. Y'all talk about what you're excited about. And, you know, we've been interviewing a lot of people that are going to be at the pointy end of the race while we've been here and getting to hear their stories, which is fun because they're just as nervous as everybody else is, right? Um, some people think you don't get nervous just because you're racing hard, um, but everybody's just as nervous. But I'm curious because one of the big things we hear in the community often is like, well, I don't want to race or I don't belong at a race, but it sounds like everybody here, you're here to challenge yourself, to see what you can do for the experience. Like, um, what would you say to people like that are like, well, maybe that sounds fun, but I don't want to quote unquote race. We'll start with Joanna. So I also didn't come out here to race. I just want to, I wanted to finish and I'm basically racing myself and racing what's going on in my head. That whole, you know, you, maybe you can't do this. Maybe this is a bad idea. No, I want to prove that wrong. And to me, that is, that's racing right there. How do you, how do you get over those demons? Um, just kind of, sometimes I kind of take a pause and say, you know what, you've, you've done longer rides than this. Not by much, but definitely not on this kind of terrain. Um, but you can do this and I've got a whole cheering squad back in Rochester like I have had people checking in and I just kind of replay those messages in my head and replay those group ride tips that I've gotten from my crew out there and I think that'll help me a lot. So I'm here to race. <laughs> um, actually it's interesting you're talking about triathlon. I'm actually the president of our triathlon club and yeah so I um, do that too. I actually raced a triathlon last well an aqua bike last week What's happened is I've started having problems running, and so I've switched to aqua bike, which is kind of lame because nobody does it. And so that's one reason for switching into riding is because there are more races and rides. But I've certainly done a bazillion rides where there are races, but I'm just out there riding. And I don't, I don't really expect a whole lot out of tomorrow. Um, because I've never done it before, and I've found it's easier to race if you've done a race before. So, you know, if I do, great, that's fantastic. If I don't, I'm not going to beat myself up. And, um, you know, I would tell anybody, just what I tell them with doing triathlon is, you know, it's a welcoming community. Nobody's going to be like, there's anything wrong with you because you're not out there racing. Um, it's really supportive and all the women should come and, and ride because I want to ride with more women. <laughs> so if you don't do it, that won't happen for me. So I know you guys, it's all about me. So. <laughs> um, and regarding racing, it's kind of like what Joanna said. It's, for me, it's more about racing myself. It's kind of what does that day present? Uh, I, I would be lying if I said there's not a competitor in me that's like, goodness, I want to win my AG. Um, but I also am realistic enough to know that my first gravel race ever, <laughs> probably not going to win my age group, <laughs> um, especially when I'm at the upper end of my age group instead of the lower end, maybe next year. <laughs> um, but I encourage anybody to come out. You're not uh, like, like Caroline said, I want more women out there. I want to to not be the only woman that shows up for a group ride. I want you know everybody to come out because this really is a welcoming place. Um, and the really wonderful thing about a bike is just about anybody can ride one. And if you can't ride one with two wheels, get one with three wheels. You know, do what you got to do because um, it really does open up a lot. It gives you some space to check in with yourself for some mental check-ins for some. Um, you know, whatever your mantras happen to be, you know, whether it's, you know, um, my, my personal favorite is uh, drink lots of water and smile is kind of what replays over and over in my head. And also I sing Yellow Submarine to myself an awful lot. Um, 
but it's about kind of just that check-in time and, and a little bit of time for yourself. And it, if you're on your bike and you're doing it well, hopefully you're not checking your phone. Hopefully you're not on Instagram. Hopefully you're not on, you know, I, I'm a little too old for TikTok, but, you know, um, <laughs> but whatever they happen to be, you know, it's that time to just kind of check in with yourself, check in with nature, uh, get a little bit of vitamin D and, you know, just, just enjoy it. You know, the very few people are on the pointy end. Um, I, I happen to be very far in the back of the race, and it's that's where the fun happens. <laughs> I don't think you should have let me sit down in a cool place. <laughs> I'm like I'm fading. You should write an orange Red Bull. Is that what? Oh yeah. Lame. No. Um, I, I want to know, like, you, you know, sitting here with you guys, do you have, do you have any questions of me about tomorrow? Was your thinking through what it's going to look like for tomorrow? Well, I'm just, I'm, you know, I'm like, I'm so excited that they're here to do this. And um, it's a lot to go out and ride 100 and 200 miles. And you know, I'm not going to give you like three, three hours of tips, but just if you have any questions of like, what might that, anything you've been thinking about going, I wonder if somebody knows. I'm honestly so busy going through my checklist in my head over and over. I have, I have no room for questions right now. <laughs> but if I think of one, I'll ask you. All right. I will think of a great question as soon as we walk out the door. <laughs> but right now, I don't. You guys did such a great job with all the videos. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I've watched all of them. And, you know, our, I think, you know, the, the people have had so much great advice on the website. I mean, on the Facebook page. And... You know the the website actually was great that you know at least for now you know i don't i don't have anything that's in particular or anything that i've already asked that's not really answerable right. so mm -hmm. i guess maybe one question that i would have would be um there's a fair amount of stuff that looks really scary that everybody puts up on facebook but then like the roads that we rode today were not scary at all so how much of it is like roads like we rode for the shakeout ride versus roads like Little Egypt? Um, on the, both the 200 and the 100, the first 27 miles are pretty smooth mm -hmm. and the last 20 miles are pretty smooth. Um, there's the stuff that's up in Wabunsee County that can get technical. Okay. And that is the space that you want to ride with your head up be prepared for washed out roads, speak up, talk to people, let them know, you know, if you need space, ask for it, um, pick a good line. Um, but it does, I mean, there's some washed out roads out there and you just need to be ready for them. Yeah. So, but I would say, I would say, you know, really probably on the 200, probably 30 to 40% is more technical mm -hmm. on the 100. It's probably more like, uh, 20% or something. So, yeah. Did you have anything? I think I think you guys are like A plus students. So I'm like nobody reads all the emails and watches the stuff. Like that's great. Like, I know. I'm like we need to get better on our YouTube channel. You might need a YouTube channel. <laughs> I know. Traffic. We're the not high I love it. I love it. Okay. Well, we've been asking everybody uh, a couple of questions. Uh, when we're doing the live interviews, so I'm going to have to ask you all as well. So what, um, first question is, what is fun that is in your feed bag? Don't tell me about your goo. What's fun that's in your feed bag that you're going to be looking forward to or at your aid station that you're going to get as a snack? 
I have a take five candy bar with peanut butter and chocolate and pretzels that has been in my hotel room freezer. So hopefully it stays nice and cool in my drop bag. Yeah, right? <laughs> if it's a melty gooey mess, that's okay too. I probably won't care at that point. <laughs> Well, luckily we brought a sag with us, so he will actually have a cooler, so I will have a Snickers bar in the cooler. So that's what I'm looking forward to. Um, mine's kind of boring, actually. What I'm looking forward to is, again, at SAG, I am going to have a banana, peanut butter, and a vanilla protein shake right there. It'll be tasty and delicious. And in my bag, I just have an apple cinnamon pie bar that tastes pretty darn good. Um, and I happen to also love soft pretzels, but I don't have one of those with me today. <laughs> like maybe the wife needs to go to the grocery store today. When we're gonna <laughs> show up with <laughs> show up at the sag stop with a little. Okay, and then the other thing that we are asking is uh, what what's your celebration, your post race celebration beverage going to be? Oh, that is definitely going to be a very cold beer. Um, my Monday night beer ride guys will appreciate that, and that uh, Gravel City Kolsch, I've had it. It's delicious. Can't wait to try it again. Is it good? It's I good. It oh, yet. it's good. It's Thanks. real good. Yeah, I had some last night. It was it was good, and that's my plan as well. Probably a beer, but depends on how much I sweat. If I have to replace that salt, it'll be a margarita with a salty rim. <laughs> You need a margarita truck at the finish line. Several people have said margarita, Christy. I would agree with that. I would support that. Maybe you need to have a Girls Gone Gravel margarita truck. Oh, we could get Heidi to come make margaritas and a margarita truck for Girls Gone Gravel. I'm sure she would do that next year. <laughs> That's what we're going to do for our 2022. If, we, if a sponsor is out there and is interested in sponsoring this, 2022, just get in touch with me. Catherine at girlsgonegravel.com. <laughs> Well, uh, thank you all so much for joining us. I know this is a little bit different version uh, of our podcast than we normally do, but we wanted to take some time to chat with folks live, and hopefully we will be able to catch up with all of you at the finish line and find out how things went yes, or tomorrow, yesterday. Well, it'll be like two days ago when the podcast comes out. So, Christy. Cool. We're live. I know. It's so good to meet you. It's good to meet you, too. Thank you all so much for joining us. Thank you. Uh, thank you. It's great. You have been listening to the Girls Gone Gravel podcast. This podcast is edited and produced by the team at Live Feisty Media. If you've enjoyed the show, please leave us a rating. It really helps other women find the podcast. And be sure to follow us at Girls Gone Gravel on Instagram or Facebook.